Let's get started here. We are, um, the Gemara now, we are from the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sixteen lines from the top on Yud Tes Amid Beis. Um, the, Gemara, the Gemara before had, uh, had quoted a number of, uh, like four, bright, four cases in a row, right? Like four rices uh, in a row. So we used them in terms of our conversation about Roshimin, which is now over, well, sort of over. Um, so now the Gemara is going to go back to those uh, cases and just kind of uh, dissect them and explain them uh, fully. So we have a full understanding of those, of those cases that were uh, quoted earlier in the Mishnah. In, in the Gemara before. So now the Gemara is going to go through each of those, um, and that's where we are now. So the Gemara says, uh, Amar Mar, um, right in the middle, like before, Tosos Chalatz Labalas Maimer, right in the middle of that Tosos, the, the, the line right down there in the middle, but uh, in the Gemara. So Amar Mar, Amar Asheni, Lasos Maimer Biyavamto, Lo Hispik, Lasos Maimer Biyavamto, Achenola Loach. Right, so what, what was the case? Again, Ruven, Shimon, and then Levi, who's going to be born later. And what happens? Ruvain, uh, Ruvain dies. And Amarashendi, Shimon, gets up and to get ready to do Mimer, right? To, to prepare the process of Yibam with, uh, with Yavamto, with Sarah, right? With Ruvain's wife. He doesn't have a chance to do it, uh, to do Mimer with her. Until Levi's born. And then he dies. So then what happens? So again, at this point, Shimon has now died also. Rishona, meaning Sarah, Reuven's original wife, Yotza, Mishum, Eishes, Achim, Shoya, Belamo. She does. She can't marry Reuven, uh, Levi, because he, they, uh, he, uh, Reuven and Levi are not contemporaneous brothers. Ushnia, Ocholetes, Omisebemis. But the second wife, the wife of Shimon, uh, is totally, you know, free to do Yibam with Levi. A Chalitz or Yibam, fine. So the Gemara asks, but wait a second. My Amad, my Lo Hispik. What does it mean? He got up. He prepared himself well. Like he put on his jacket and he put his shoes on and he got like he, put, he picked up the phone. Like, what are you talking about? He got up and he didn't have a chance. Like, what does that even mean? So he wanted to, but he didn't have a chance. What do you mean if he did it, he did it or he didn't do it? So Allah, Amamidaita, Vlohispik Midaita. No, what it means is he wanted to do, do Mimer with her consent, and he never got her consent. Meaning Ella Balkorcha. Rather, he did Mimer without her consent, right? Mimer, again, is just like we said, it's like a, it's like a kiddushin, sort of. It's just a, like, a, like a ceremony to make her, you know, married on her way to doing Yibam. Um, but the point is that something, he, so he did it in this case, without her consent, he did it Balkorcha. He did it against her will. The Udaloka Rebbe, and, and this is not like the opinion of Rebbe. Why? The sign of Yavav Rice that says, Ha'osa Mimer Yavamto, person who does Mimer with his Yavama, Shalom Yudayata, but against her will. Um, Rabbi Omer, Kana, Rabbi says it works. Chacham say no, it does not work. So this is of the opinion, this is only following the opinion of the Chacham, it's not following the opinion of Rabbi. But that's, that's how you explain this concept of Amad, Velo Sipek Viado, like what does that mean? So it means that he wanted to do it, uh, but he couldn't get her consent, so he did it against her will. So Gemara says, but wait a second, my time of the Rabbi, what, what does that even mean? Why would Rabbi assume that Maimah works, Balkorcha, that Maimah works without her consent? So Gamar, Mibiya, the Yavama, you learned it out from the case of relations by Yavama. Ma'biya the Yavama ba'korcha, afkidushin the Yavama ba'korcha. So just like you said before, we haven't really explained this yet, how this could possibly be and why this would work. Um, even though, of course, it would be uh, something a person shouldn't do. But the but why it even works, how likely is itself a, a, a question that has to be explored uh, further as we get to this further on. But the bottom line is that biya 
by Yavama works, even Balkorcha, even against her will. So, so we might assume, so Av Kiddushin di Yavama Balkorcha, so the, so the Maimer, which is like a Kiddushin, by Yibam, also should work against her will. V'Rabonon, Gamre mi Kiddushin, the Amma. But the Chachamim say, no. Ma Kiddushin, the Amma mi Daita, Av Kiddushin di Yavama Daita, they say, the Rabbim say, no. The question is, what is, what is Maimer? Is Maimer more similar to Yibam, or is Maimer more similar to Kiddushin? If it's more similar to Yibam, well, Yibam can be done against her will. That's what Rebbe says. So Maimer is just the beginning of Yibam. So that can be done against her will. The Chachamim said, no, Maimer is a Kiddushin. That's the whole point. The whole point is you don't just have someone take out, you know, instead of having no ceremony, having no nothing, they just go right, right away and have relations. That's not appropriate. So you do a Kiddushin first. So really it's more, it's more similar to Kiddushin. So just like Kiddushin can't be done against someone's will. So so too says Chachamim, Maimer can't be done against someone's will. Okay. But my kimathi, but what's the real source of their machalokis? Mar Savar One says when you're dealing with Yibum topics, you learn a one Yibum topic from another. One says no. Again, it's sort of the same point. That one the other one says no. It, since it's Kiddushin, you learn one type of Kiddushin from another type of Kiddushin. And that's that's the reason for this machlokas between the Chachamim and Rabbi. Fine, that's the end of, of that case. Next case. Okay, the next case was, he does, Shimon actually does Mimer, right? And then afterwards, uh, afterwards, Levi is born. Or Levi is born, and then afterwards, Shimon does Mimer, and then he dies. Right? The bottom line is, according to both of these cases, Shimon did Mimer before he died. It's just a question of whether Levi was born before or after that Mimer took place. So in both of those cases, because when he was born, when he was born, uh, she had not had, uh, had anything done, right? Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, no. All right, because, sorry. Uh, but the, in either case, at least the Chacham at this point are saying that in this case, um, she goes out, because that, that, that status stays no matter what. And the second woman, right, Shimon's original wife, uh, who remained his original wife, even after he had done Mimer with, with uh, Sarah, Fine. He says, no. Shimon says, since Shimon did Mimer before, um, before he died, so now it's just like he has two wives. Right, and so Rishuman says, either one, he does chalitza or bia of either, with either one, then the other one is patur, like any case of a case where uh, a man dies with two wives and the brother marries one of them and the, or does a chalitza with the other one, with one of them and the other one goes free. Okay, so Gemara wants to know, Rav Shimon Kai. Right, Rav Shimon, which case is he going on? Right, which of these cases? Because this, this Brisa talks about two cases, right? And it, it's two cases. One was a case where Asaba Mimer, and then he's Nolad, or the lady's Nolad, he's born, and then uh, Shimon does Mimer. Again, in both cases, Shimon does Mimer before he dies. But the question is, when Shimon argues and says, um, basically, that the that Levi can do Yibam or Chalitza with either woman, and once he does, the other one's off the hook, which case was he referring to? So, if the case was a case where the, the Levi's born, and only afterwards, and only afterwards, Shimon does Mimer with Sarah, 
Ha'amris bin Nolad of Asof Yibim lo poli Shimon. We just we spent a long time talking about this case. And we said that in a case where Levi is born and then afterwards Shimon does Yibim, Rav Shimon wasn't, didn't argue. Rav Shimon said, you know, in that case, that's Aishas Achshayel Abalamo. So that can't be the case that Rav Shimon is talking about. We mentioned that, we mentioned that already before. So Ella Asaba Maimer Ve'achach Noah so must, what must we be talking about? You must be talking about a case where he did, uh, Shimon did Maimur, and then afterwards, um, Levi is born. Right? Because at that point, again, um, once he's done Maimur, and then Levi is born, when Levi is born, again, as we said before, at that, at that point, Shimon is already basically married to, to Sarah. So then when he dies, he's married to Sarah and Rivka. So fine, so Levi can do even with the other one. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Um, okay, next. Chalatz labailas maimer lo niftera tsaru. Okay? If, who's the bailas maimer? Just to know who, who is bailas maimer? That's Sarah, right? That's Reuven's original wife. Right? Reuven had a wife. Reuven had a wife, Sarah. He dies. Shimon does maimer with her. So Sarah, who was Reuven's original wife, she's the bailas maimer. Okay, so what happens if, and that, but then remember, then Shimon dies. Now Levi is left with her. So the question is, what happens when, we're talking about what Levi does with Sarah. So if Chalitza Balas Maimer, if Levi does Chalitza with the uh, Balas Maimer, Lo Niftera Tzarah. So then she, uh, the, the Tzarah, the, the, the co-wife, right, Rivka, so she's not off the hook. My timer. Why is that? We should the Havai Tsara Vadai Ubalas Maimer Suffik. Vein Suffik Motsi Mide Vadai. So what's going on here? So again, what's the case? Ruvain, Shimon, Levi. Ruvain's married to Sarah, Shimon's married to, to Rivka. Ruvain dies, Shimon does does um Shimon does Maimer with Sarah, right? Then Levi's born. Okay, yes? Okay. Now Shimon dies. So Levi has a choice. Because Shimon left two women. One was the woman he had did Maimur with, which is Sarah, and one is his actual wife, Rivka. If the argument being made here is that if, and I think this is still the opinion of Shimon, I think, that if he does Chalitza with Sarah, what's going to happen? So the Tzara, right, Rivka, isn't off the hook yet. Why is, why is that? Why? Because she's, she, she's a Tzara, Vadai, right? She's for sure, you know, she was for sure married to Shimon, straight up, without any question. Ubalas Maimer, Suffolk. But, the, but Rivka, but Tzara, right, her status is more of a Suffolk. Vain Suffolk, Motsimide Vadai. And a, a Suffolk person cannot allow the other person who's a Vadai off the hook. Really, we use the phrase in Suffolk, Motsi Midevadai, is more like, um, like maybe it comes from here more, but I, I, typically it's more like if I have a case that's Vadai, I can't use, I'm not going to go to the Suffolk case. But, uh, but take a look at Rashi now for a second. Um, says Rashi, on the, it's in the second wide line. Have Yatsara Vadai, Zekuka Liibam, right? The Imaimer Kani. Tarvayu Chazu. Right? If Mimer works, right, what happens? Then both of them, Sarah and Rivka, 
are able to do Yibam with Levi, correct? And if Shimon, Shimon's already married to Sarah, to, to, to Rivka. And then he did Mimer also with Sarah, right? So if the, if the Mimer works, for sure, there's no question about the Mimer, what happens? So they're both married, and they can for sure both do Yibam with Levi if they want to, correct? Right? They're married, they can do Yibam. Rivka is for sure married to, to Shimon, there's no question. Right? Shimon and Rivka, their relationship is a full marriage. It's been that way the whole time. Shimon's relationship to Sarah, Reuven's previous wife, is suffix, right? It's not as clear because he only did Mimer. He never followed through with a full Yibam. Okay? So his marriage to, to Rivka is more shaky. Okay? So if, if, um, if she had been a full wife of Shimon... What's well, a rule? A person dies with two wives. The brother does even with one. The other one's for sure off the hook. But since Sarah's relationship to Shimon is shaky, it's a little murky because she just did Mimer, but she didn't do anything else. She didn't actually have, have relations. So then at that point, her status, her, when, when she, uh, when Levi does Yibam with her or Chalitza, okay, that's good. But, but Rivka is still left hanging in the balance. Why? Because if, if Sarah was really married to Shimon, now they're Tsaros to each other, and when one of them gets the Yibam or Chalitza, the other one's off the hook. But if Sarah was not really married to, to Shimon because she was the only did Mimer, then the fact that she's out of the picture doesn't necessarily mean anything for Rivka. Does that make sense? Is it with me? Yeah? So if I had to choose one of them, I'm not going to choose Sarah. Because by getting rid of Sarah, in a certain sense, by doing Yibam with her, Rivka is still left in this, like, I don't know, did my Sarah really, did anything happen to someone else? Or maybe, because maybe Sarah was never married to Shimon, in which case I'm still, Zuk, I still have a Zikal Yibam to my brother in law Levi. Brother, are you saying that Levi should immediately do Yibam with Rivka in that case? Yes, right? yes, exactly. Meaning, if, because let's talk the opposite case. What if Levi does Yibam with Rivka? Does that even work? Or Chalitza? Absolutely it does. She's totally married to Shimon. And what happens then to Sarah? Well, one of two things. Either she had a Zika to, Sh- to Shimon and now it's, you know, now she's freed by the Yibam Chalitza or she never had a, 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 a Zika to Shimon anyways, in which case she's off the hook anyways. Right? So that's what Gemara says. If you have a, two women, one did Mimer with Shimon and one was married to Shimon, Doing Yibam or Chalitza with, with Sarah is not the right move because the Suffolk, this Suffolk person, can't be Motsi Midevade. She can't get rid of the Zikal Yibam that applies to, to her, to her co- co-wife uh, Rivka or her Suffolk co-wife Rivka. Okay? That's exactly the point. Okay? Um, fine. And that's the end of um, that opinion. Okay? Um, good. Okay, so you see we didn't even need rush. Okay. Um, now continues the Gemara for a second. My time, Rib Shimon. Surprisingly, surprising question. We've been talking about Rib Shimon this whole time, right? We've been talking about Rib Shimon for, for two daf. So now the Gemara says, well, what's the Savar? What's the rationale for Rib Shimon, anyways? So the Gemara says, what do you mean, Kedavra Taima? Hold the ball, What do you mean? Rib Shimon has said, we've said Rib Shimon's explanation many times. Rib Shimon says that once Shimon has married Rivka, what happens? He's married her. So at that point, and then only after Shimon married her, now, now uh, Levi's born? Okay, so Levi never saw Rivka, sorry, Sarah, 
right? Sorry, I'm confused the names. It's Sarah's, Sarah, Reuven's wife, right? He never came into contact with, with Sarah ever when she was Reuven's wife, right? That, that was never, that, there was not even a Zika. She was already connected to Shimon in some way. Mimer, a, a Yibum, a something. They had done something already. So their relationship to Reuven, they call him Aishas Ach, Shalev was a big stretch of Shimon's head. He never met her Be'iser, right? That, that she was simply left unmarried and had been married to his brother who was no longer alive. She was already connected to Shimon. She already had married him, had done the Mimer with him, etc. And that's the reason why Shimon says, now I just treat her like Shimon's wife. And that's why he can do Yibam. That's it. That. So Gmarshav, we said that a million times already. Leave us alone. What's the rationale of the Rabbanon who say that even in that case, right, even in that case, even Shimon did Mimer, Shimon did Yibam, still, right, when it comes to Sarah, because her original husband was Ruvain, so what did the Rabbanon say? Right, the Pasuk says that you take her to your, to, for, you, for yourself as a wife, and you do Yibam. Right, why does the language use, why does the Pasuk use that language? Because it's trying to explain to us that even after, right, that the status of Eishas Ach Shalayah is a forever status. Meaning, if Reuven was married to Sarah, and he dies, and then at some point, no matter what happens, Levi's born. Levi is forever not able to do uh, Yibam with Sarah, even if she marries, you know, five other brothers and then at some point uh, falls to him in Yibam. It doesn't matter because at some point she was She was married at some point to his brother who he was never alive at the same time as. He was a, he was, she was married to some non-contemporaneous brother of his at some point. And if that's true, that status remains forever. So it, it, it makes a little more sense when you read it, you know, according to the Svara, at least that, uh, you know, the, the question really is, does this status of Eishas Ach is that something that is just a stamp and once it's in, it's forever? Or no, is it, just, is it only when she's, you know, in limbo that uh, that, that status matters? According to the Rabbanon, it's that lasts forever. According to Shimon, no, it only lasts as long as she's not married to somebody else. And when she's married to somebody else, then that, uh, that status changes. Okay, so we finished uh, Daf Yates, and we will pick up with Daf Chaf next week. Uh, I guess we'll start on Tuesday, because Monday is Yom Kippur. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.